Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I'm your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, as always, a man who claims today he is going to discredit my wrestling fandom, Derek Halpin. You're going down, man. Today's the day. You said this to me on Twitter. You said shortly after the last episode dropped that I had committed a pro wrestling sin. You did. And you, you would you not committed a pro wrestling sin and you turned your back on this show. Oh my God. You know what? You did a really good job of just making me worry about this all week. <laughs> <laughs> he really has not told me what it is. And he said he would not tell me until this show. He has no clue what I'm going to talk to him about tonight. And I've, and I've loved every second of it. And, uh, I haven't given him a clue. Um, but I will say I've been thinking that you're sitting around thinking back over everything you've said and done over the last two weeks to what, to what I could have over your head right now. Well, I know at one point, uh, when I was talking about the main event of, uh, Joey Janela's spring break two, I said the great Suzuki, which I did hear Jim <laughs> Ross say in an episode of raw from the nineties, but I believe it's a uh, Sasuke and I, I fucked that up, but I don't think that's what it is, but you know what? Let's find out. Uh, let's hit our goddamn music. We've got a lot of good stuff to talk about on this episode, but I think we should start by first reminding everyone that we're on all kinds of different uh, platforms that you can listen to the show on, and you should probably hit us up on our social media if you get a chance, at WrestleHangout on Twitter, at WrestleHangout on Facebook, Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, and if you have some time after listening to this show, if you have a couple seconds, please take some time. Give us a rating, a review, and if you haven't already, give us a subscription. Helps us out a whole bunch. We can't thank you enough if you do that for us. And I know you're out there. Please do us a favor and write that review. I want to give a shout out to our, our good brother, Neil the Seal, who left us uh, some kind words on iTunes. I appreciate that, sir. Thank you, Neil the Seal. What a name. That is a great name. That's a, that could be a good gimmick. <laughs> That's a babyface gimmick. See, you could have your name on there, too, and we could probably name drop you on the podcast if you give us a review. You yeah, should do you know it. what? Hey, and to all our new listeners, thanks so much for checking out uh, all of our WrestleMania episodes. We had a, had a great time. You know, I had a great time being there. Happy as hell to talk about it. This is a, this is a, this is a good time for our podcast. We're gaining some momentum. We're gaining new listeners, and it's exciting for us. We hope you're enjoying the podcast, and uh, stay tuned. we got more stuff coming, and this is going to be a fun episode, man. Oh, yeah. I, I went to see just... All the movies, all the movies with wrestlers for this. All of them? Well, I mean, there's only two in theaters right now with wrestlers that I know. I'm sure there's somebody like, this guy wrestled on the indies. And we're like, oh, fuck him. He's not John Cena and Blockers. (laughs) So you saw Blockers. I did. Blockers was great. Uh, Cena, turns out, I mean, we found this out a while ago. Super funny guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually, every time I've seen the trailer for that movie, I've thought, actually, looks pretty good. I should go see it. Haven't seen it yet. Well, but, uh, okay. He did an interview, uh, to promote the movie on Chris Hardwick's podcast. What is it? Like ID 10 T it used to be Nerdist, but I had never really heard a long form interview with John Cena, the man not being the wrestler. That guy's intense. (laughs) He's all business, man. Well, listening to him be very business about comedy where he's just like, I know how I look and I know it's funny when I have a tube in my butt, you know, (laughs) Like he gets, he gets the perception of him. He's like, I am a large man. And you know, I mean, if an action movie comes across my table, I will do it. But you know what? Honestly, as him as an, in in an interview is the Miz making fun of him. (laughs) Like, is that what you're just now realizing? Well, even in that interview, when he gets to talking about it, like, I love my fiance, Nikki Bella. She got me to change my mind. Like, you know, he, he does talk. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, holy shit, John Cena is a little robotic, even though Mi- I love Miz nailed it and nobody fully appreciated it. No, I think we all appreciated it, but we didn't like, holy shit, he's, he knows him behind the scenes. We don't. Yeah. He's like this. 
He has material to work from. Speaking of John Cena and movies and action movies, have we talked about this in the podcast, which is the Duke Nukem stuff? I don't think we have. Holy shit. I think we've talked about him doing it like on our social media. I think we've had some interactions with people about that. But you and I grew up as huge Duke Nukem fans. And the, the rumor going around is that John Cena is going to end up playing Duke Nukem in the Duke Nukem live action movie. And there is nothing is... that could make me more excited than that. So I think I had like a brief text exchange with you about this. Obviously not on the podcast, uh, which is why we're talking about it right now. But... um. I'm excited about it, but I've I've got reservations because I'm worried. It doesn't have anything to do with with the direct. I'm just worried that Duke Nukem won't work in a 2018 climate. You mean it's going to be gonna... too sexist and like homophobic yeah. and uh, just yeah? No, I I know. That's There's no point in doing it if they're not going to like be like as fucking lewd as as it needs to be. Well, I can tell you this based on that podcast that he did with Hardwick. John Cena swears a lot. It seems like he's a big fan of saying fuck. And I does think, he say? But but does he say pussy? I think if the he said if the script goes in front of him and it's good enough, <laughs> he'll do it. I don't know why that's the word that I can't have, imagine him saying. I mean, there's a lot of things I can't imagine John Cena saying because you know he's he's a good guy, or so we fucking thought. He'll turn. Heel t- I think this is the heel turn. I think we are <laughs> in the middle of the John Cena heel turn, and it turns out we're getting the heel turn on Total Bellas. I don't are we know getting if this- worked? I, th- I don't think we're being worked, but I think he's just naturally turned heel. So by now, everyone's heard the news that John Cena and Nikki Bella have broken off their engagement, uh, made rounds a few days ago, and, uh, and then even more news broke, which I, I don't know if we've confirmed this or not, and I don't, I don't even know if you've heard it, uh, apparently Nikki Bella was the one who broke it off. And you know what? I, I don't blame her. I bet John, I bet she found out she's getting, you know, pity engaged. Nikki doesn't need that. Nikki's a goddamn goddess. You know See, I mean? to, to our new listeners, you may have to let them know how much you like Total Bellas and Total, Total Divas. I've been trying to get Derek to watch this for a few years now. He refuses. I will stand by that when the story, you get to follow storylines after they're out of the ring. And where, the moment, I was like, I'm in. I'm in on this. I turned it on. And in the episode, it was around the time Cena was feuding with Rusev over the U.S. title. And he, it just showed him in the ring with Rusev. Then it showed him and Nikki Bella at dinner. And she said, John, I think I'm going to freeze my eggs. And he covered his face with his hand and just said, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, this is and that what, was what sold you on the show that moment where i was like i need to see what cena's up to outside the ring he's got other problems going on too this is just he's got a bulgarian guy that's kicking his ass and then he's got you know emotional problems over here turns out mice C- oh go ahead no my streak of not watching total bellas or total divas is more impressive than undertaker's undefeated wrestlemania streak <laughs> so at this point stay tuned because if if that thing ever ends up getting broken that's going to be an episode. Well, do you have? I, I have uh, no desire to well, watch just either of those speaking shows. Speaking of reality, there's no way no one watching or listening to this hasn't at least heard of this show. Uh, coming on like right after, I don't remember if it's on Raw or SmackDown, but you get Chrisley knows best, so you get a lot of ads for the Chrisleys. You checked out the Chrisleys? Oh Jesus! I've seen the stuff. I think it comes on before, like SmackDown or something, right? And I'm guessing no, you've watched family. zero episodes of that too, right? I've seen bits. I have not watched. Well, Derek, I'm not going to let you walk around in them coochie cutters. You get back in your room and uh, put on something pleasant while I go fuck my wife. I think coochie cutter should be somebody's finisher. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Maybe that could be Candice LeRae's finisher. Oh, speaking of, I was thinking about this over the weekend. I was just driving and uh, it just hit me. At some point, WWE could make Candice LeRae a heel. Yeah. And I, thought I will about be this. devastated. <laughs> so I think a couple nights ago, I had some time, and I actually went back and watched, rewatched the Tommaso Ciampa-Johnny Gargano match from NXT TakeOver WrestleMania weekend. Um, and I realized that uh, we've, I mean, this is obvious. We've talked about it before. Gargano definitely has that Daniel Bryan underdog thing always going for him. So it just makes sense to line people up to break his little fucking heart 
and that person becomes a massive heel overnight. And it does make sense that at some point that becomes an angle where Candice LeRae turns her back. I mean, fuck, she could turn she could turn her back on him for Champa. Can you I know. imagine that? <laughs> I know. And you know, remember when everybody was throwing trash at Hogan when it looked like he was going to come save Macho Man, but he spray painted him? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I hope the people listening to this podcast realize how brilliant what you just did is because you just totally nonchalantly blew off what was the formation of the NWO and turned it into this an incident where, where involving Macho getting spray painted like it has nothing, you know. And it was on his back. It wasn't easy to reach. He had to have somebody scrub him. <laughs> like, that's humiliating. I would have thrown trash at them too. <laughs> but no, I, I'm picturing like if I am at an event and Candice LeRae, the ultimate baby face, a wrestler who I hold on the highest pillar possible, if she ever betrays me, I don't think I'm, this might be the only time that I get worked so hard that I don't know how to handle it. Like there's going to be a <laughs> shot of me in the crowd as like Miz girl, like when Miz gonna- won the title. <laughs> Are you going to cry? I might cry. And like, am I going to, are they going to, I don't want to throw trash at Candace. <laughs> and she I wants you to though. Yeah, but she spray painted Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so what else did you see uh, after uh, Blockers and John Cena? Oh, fuck yeah. You know, I went to see Rampage. I'm not going to miss out on that new Dwayne. <laughs> Didn't we play that as kids once? Ab- I think I rented that from like our old video store once. Oh. And you came over and we played it. We went to Freeze's video often and rented Rampage. That was a that was high on the list of games that came to me often. And hey, something I don't know if you know about me. Uh this is this is a weird little fact. <laughs> I'm up for learning new things. I uh and in college, I dated the creator of Rampage's daughter. I did know this. She was at my wedding. I forgot it, but I knew it. Well, Hey, Laura, I don't know if you're listening, but uh, your dad made a really cool video game that we respect a lot. That is now a movie that stars Dwayne Johnson. And, you know, you throw Dwayne in there, shit's going to get real. Or How many shit's times can we say get... Dwayne? I shouldn't say you throw Dwayne in there, shit gets real. I should say, you know what happens? You throw Dwayne in there, shit gets CG. Uh, that's, that's pretty much every Dwayne movie at this point. But he's come a long way from The Mummy Returns. I mean, and that CG. Dwayne has had a very storied career on, in film. Uh, I mean, <laughs> all the way from, from Doom. <laughs> Dwayne has had a very <laughs> storied career in film. I think I, when we started the podcast up, I remember I had this conversation with you. There was a point where I stopped watching Dwayne. And I think it was right after Walking Tall. And then the next thing I know, he's known as the guy who resurrects film franchises. Fuck yeah, he uh, is. He made goddamn Fast and Furious make a billion dollars a movie. And he made Vin Diesel skedaddle. Well, actually, it sounds like now The Rock's going to skedaddle. I'm sorry, Dwayne is going to skedaddle. He said that him and and Vin don't see eye to eye anymore. And uh, he's like, you know, we've come to an agreement. He's like, well, we didn't really come to an agreement, but I don't want to be in movies with him. <laughs> is it weird that you started to say the rock and you corrected yourself to say Dwayne? He's Dwayne now. Uh this is a I pro don't wrestling know... podcast. Yeah, I understand that, but he has requested that I don't call him Dwayne in film. He's always the rock to me. Except when I condescendingly call him Dwayne. I mean you Am still I doing don't... it condescendingly? I wait, do you call Dwayne Dwayne condescendingly? Like pfft, Dwayne. I feel like I'm doing it, but I don't mean to. I feel like society's pressuring me to say his name, and I don't want to. I mean, he's definitely pressured you. Like, he gave you, he eased you in where this, this movie stars The Rock. This movie stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Coming soon, Skyscraper starring Dwayne Johnson. I do this with professional athletes sometimes, and it, it pisses off my girlfriend because I'll address guys by their first name like i know them and she gets mad at me but i've also noticed in pro wrestling i'll do it when i'm being condescending like sometimes i'll start ripping on triple h and when i do i'll call him paul (laughs) see i think hunter sounds like it's a little more condescending does it maybe okay okay hunter that's a great 
that's a great decision with the motorcycles. You're right. I yeah. think Paul Paul does work better. <laughs> fuck you, Paul. Like, yeah, I want to <laughs> fuck you, Paul. Yeah, Paul. We need to bring in Ronda Rousey to get your wifey over. Oh, good job, Paul. Man, we took this thing off course. Yeah, let's get back to this <laughs> fucking Rampage movie. Man. Rampage. Tell me about Rampage, which, by the way, was filmed in Chicago, Illinois, where I reside. And so that's you, the connection. You weren't in the movie once. I was looking for you. You don't know that. Oh, you were that I fucking pl- uh, swamp monster thing? That yes, I, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so five minutes. There are going to be a couple spoilers in this. Uh, so if you don't want to hear what happens in Rampage, I guess, skip ahead a couple minutes. Oh. Spoiler alert for a movie where you pretty well know what's going to happen. You know exactly what's going to happen and you know how it's going to end, especially because The Rock did an interview today. I'm sorry, Dwayne. Dwayne did an interview today. Twice. Uh, He did an interview where he almost didn't make the movie because he didn't like the end because the gorilla died in the original ending. And he said, Dwayne movies end happy. I'm a goddamn worldwide phenomenon and people leave my movies feeling like they left WrestleMania. Confused. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the director i don't watch wrestling man he's like, <laughs> like I just, okay so five minutes into this movie i had a thought and my thought was if by the end of this he hasn't taken this serum thing himself to grow to the size of these monsters to just fight them himself i'm going to be fucking furious there was a point where I'm like, I am. I had convinced myself I'm going to see Dwayne Johnson, the size of a building, flying, fighting a flying wolf, because that's what <laughs> is for sure going to happen. You left disappointed, didn't you? I did leave a little disappointed, and then I didn't see a giant Dwayne. So <laughs> if everybody could get on social media, uh, send Dwayne some messages. He is. He does go by The Rock on social media, but I think that's just you know less characters, less characters for his hundred and forty. And 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 when you do reach out to him, make sure you tell tell Dwayne that Gartet at Predetermined Podcast on uh, social media at Wrestle Hangout is the one who sent you. And is not happy that he didn't get to see a giant flying Dwayne in no, the no. rampage. Don't, movie. no, 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 don't, don't get yeah. Dwayne mad at me. Don't, yeah. don't, no, 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 no. That's not Send where we're Dwayne. going. If this podcast ends with Dwayne mad at me, I have no reason to live. <laughs> Dwayne was able to convince Vince to let him beat John Cena at WrestleMania. That's yeah. some stroke. That's he's like, I'm not going to come back. He's like, okay, then you win. Uh, but don't tell Dwayne that I was disappointed with Rampage. Tell Dwayne I've got an idea for the sequel. This is tell where this is going. What tell did you? Just, what are you whispering, whispering to our listeners? I did. I literally didn't hear that. So when I edit this later, I'm gonna fucking cut you out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he doesn't end up flying. But uh, you do have Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing kind of an FBI agent guy who is essentially playing Foghorn Leghorn as a human being. Uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of he never he never says the words I do declare, but you know he means it the whole movie. <laughs> like it's a, it, he ha, his whole character has a real I do, I do declare vibe. I hear. I guess does does that phrase or does that that. Is that trademarked? Does Warner I don't Brothers think you own can, the rights to that? Tra- I don't think you can trademark a declaration. Like, you can't trademark if you smell what The Rock is cooking? Well, that's, or SmackDown? I mean, those are I things guess... that he declared, but... <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that would be a great trademark for a wrestler. I do declare. <laughs> I do declare. Don't... That's, you're going to get fucking Colonel Sanders out there wrestling. Like, we're one step away from that right we now. We have seen as Colonel is. Sanders wrestle. We have. We've seen Dolph Ziggler do it. We've seen like Ric Rick Flair, Flair. Reba oh. McIntyre. Uh, before I move on, like I will say, Rampage, fun kids movie. Uh, if I were a little kid, would have fucking had a blast at this. Had an okay time. It was fine. But at one point, Jeffrey Dean Morgan said the weirdest fucking line of the movie, and that was you see in the trailer where the gorilla's break on the airplane and he's breaking out. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, yeah. after the gorilla breaks out and all the army guys are there with their guns, points at him and shouts. Shoot him in the body. <laughs> Shoot him in the body. The whole thing. There is a giant gorilla about to tear apart everyone on that airplane. I feel like the first thing that comes to your mind is just fucking kill it or just shoot it. Shoot it. 
in so it's dead the body. <laughs> That's very specific. I actually had a piece of paper with me, and I wrote down "shoot it in the body" so that I would never <laughs> actually have that tattooed down my forearm. Now uh, that you know what, the only other thing that I thought was dumber than that, and this isn't even in science. This is this is off topic of wrestling, but there's a baseball bat involved, and uh, Sammy Callahan you know, hit Eddie Edwards in the face with one. So that kind of counts. Uh, remember the movie signs? Absolutely. I just watched that a few months ago. Remember swing away. Yeah. How does that fucking help him? Like, yeah, of course. Like if I bludgeon this thing to death, it might die, you know, it might die. Well, yeah, don't, I don't need, don't specify ways for me to kill it. I'll figure that out. Like that wasn't like helpful. It would have been cooler if sting showed up. See, now that's an ending to a movie that I wouldn't have seen coming. <laughs> and not and not Sting from the police. Oh, shit. Okay, no, I would have expected. <laughs> I meant Sting descending from the rafters of Mel Gibson's house. See, what's going to... What if he had shown up, but he wasn't black and white Sting? The Sting you were expecting. He shows up as Beach Sting. He wouldn't have a bat. I don't think Beach Sting is allowed to use a bat. And then he gets killed by an alien. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> So, speaking of, uh, you're talking about Rampage, which is a movie about things of enormous size destroying <laughs> the city. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about this segue. What are you this saying tra- are we This transition about? is my best yet. Um, I finally got the pictures from you yesterday of this advertisement that you got for Southern Underground <laughs> Pro. <laughs> Which is the complete opposite. I finally saw the pictures, ladies and gentlemen. And yes. holy shit, it is the size of two quarters. He was not exaggerating. It's about the size of a domino. It, like, and, I, I feel like I did. I'm holding it in my hand as we are currently talking. It was right next to my computer. I think it's, if, to be fair, it's more like maybe a domino and a half. That's still basically a domino. And and more appropriately, it's not the appropriate size for an ad, for a flyer. So, I mean, looking at this, you have to assume that something happened that turned this small, right? Like, uh, I don't mean like a shrink ray. I mean like, <laughs> like, a, um, like a fuck up at Kinko's. Like somebody fucked up. Or somebody just had a really good idea. They're like, you know, instead of a making, instead of making like, a thousand of these that people are going to throw away anyway we could just make like a hundred and just make these really small <laughs> like, if I, like if i came to the show with this still in my possession <laughs> and i was like excuse me i received this flyer and hand this like to the person at the door the tiniest piece of paper they've ever been given which the the thing i'm excited about this show uh coming up this sunday is the next southern underground pro show satisfaction is the death of desire uh you know named after Hatebreed's second record real excited about that but yeah they gave out the tiniest little flyer it's adorable and i don't think i ever want to get rid of this i thought you were about to say satisfaction guaranteed which was going to make me lose my shit you you're gonna have to come down to one of these i think you're being too harsh on this indie promotion. What are you talking about? I, I love very indie promotions. This is, this is the return of you going to a very indie show. You were so delighted the last time by my description of some of the things that, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to turn you, man. You're going to come down and go to one of these. You don't have to turn me on shit. I'm into it. I, it the, the only thing preventing me from going to this show with you, Garrett, is an eight hour time drive. and distance. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not like I don't have an interest. And by the way, if we could back things up about one minute, I think you should take my idea that it looks like a ticket and just try it. <laughs> and just and act like just no sell it and just walk up there and be like, uh here and hand them the flyer like you think it's a ticket and see if they have the balls to correct you. Be like, be like what do you no think s- I printed this myself? Like what <laughs> I don't uh, have no. a printer capable of making font this small. Uh, no, sir. That's that's actually not a ticket to the event. That's that's just a uh, that's just an advertisement for the event. Well, I, what the fuck? It's the size of a ticket. It was one of the guy. It was the guy from the dog collar match that handed me this, and I am gonna take this with me and be like, "Hey, <laughs> do, you gotta tell me. Like, we've been talking about this on the show. Why is it tiny?" <laughs> So have you posted a picture of the ticket or the advertisement? <laughs> I didn't. Up? I know they follow us on inst- on the social media stuff now, so they will see it when I post it. So so if you're listening to this podcast now on Thursday, 
we will by the time you listen to this have a picture of this advertisement for Southern Underground Pro posted on our social media so that you can see this because it is incredible. It is my current favorite form of advertising, bar none, because <laughs> it makes you pay attention to it. it, it because you have to go, huh? Well, and if you want to read it, you got to really squint. Uh, <laughs> squinting right now, I can see. Uh, see, I'm excited that MJF's on this thing. I feel like that guy's picking up some momentum. I like MJF. He I is like better than really you. Heel. And he knows it. And you know it. Oh, and you know it. I'm sorry. I fucked up his yeah. thing. You think he's if I'm uh, if I have a chat with him he'll be mean to me? I feel like he's gonna... absolutely. He trolls people on Twitter all the time. He is maybe the meanest person I see on Twitter next to Tommaso Ciampa. Just like shoot mean to everybody. Yeah, like he quote he'll quote your tweet and just be mean to you. And I I respect that. I like people who are committed to their characters on social media and then occasionally post them doing something cute like playing with puppies. It's like you know uh, Dalton Castle except he makes you sad. <laughs> They would be a great fit together. And there's a against re- each there's other. There's a rematch between a slutty cat and alley cat at this thing. That's an intergender match that. between two cat uh, cat humans. Yeah. Well, like I said, uh, this show. Event? Let me squint and look at this tiny little flyer I got in my hand. Uh, it is Sunday at two o'clock. Doors open at one thirty. It's at Basement East. I will be in attendance. Uh, you can find me by looking at our brand new predetermined a pro wrestling hangout hat that will be upon my head it is a slick looking hat oh it's uh it's looking good and right now one of a kind pretty soon won't be one of a kind we're gonna have a have some of these out so if you're interested uh take a look at it on our you know instagram it's on facebook it's on all the things take a look at it if you like it you know let us know You, you might you might be getting one Reach out to us on that social media. Let us know you like the hat. Let us know you like the advertisement for Southern Underground Pro, which Garrett's going to be going to here pretty soon. So, and I know we're going to yeah. be meeting up with uh, some Nashville friends. I believe uh, Neil, who I met at... Oh, I didn't talk about this because I signed an NDA. And so I can't... Re- I'm, I went to a secret wrestling show at 2 o'clock on a Wednesday on my birthday. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not allowed to talk about it yet, but I, I hear that it's going to be coming on soon. Uh, it's going to be on a, a streaming service. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little further down the road. But I had, uh, met a couple guys, Alex and Neil, at that. Should be seeing them at this show. Uh, yeah, got some more friends we're meeting up with. So this will come hang out. Are you, are you allowed to say that you signed an NDA? I hope so. Isn't that kind of like saying, I have a secret? Yeah, it's I have a secret and I can't tell you what it is yet. <laughs> That's what assholes do. Yeah, I know. So look out for that in a couple months. Let's see, let, do you want me to tell you other things? Let me tell you some other secrets that I'm not going to tell you. Or just tease secrets. <laughs> I, I got something I'm going to be dropping on you and you don't know what's going to happen. Fuck, so I already fair. forgot about that. If you would just, <laughs> just punch me in the throat with it right now, like you just got me nervous about it again. Fuck you. Yeah, you should be. Um. So speaking of which, um, there's some other news going around. We got to talk about this. This, this is since our last episode, there was a story and then the story changed and the story changed back. And that's concerning Rusev and his match against the undertaker at the greatest Royal rumble in human history that you've ever seen before. Whatever the name of the show is. (laughs) Try fitting Um, that on a tiny flyer. Fuck you, says Vince. You're going to print out a full sheet of paper whether you like it or not. Yeah, so the story goes, and correct me if I miss a part of this, Rusev gets booked after WrestleMania for a match against The Undertaker in a casket match in Saudi Arabia, and all of a sudden he does an interview, I think with Lana by him. Yeah, he's like a camera just stopped him from TMZ on the street somewhere. Yeah, and it, he cuts like a kayfabe, like in character promo on the Undertaker, and it makes reference to him being old or something. And later that day, he gets pulled from the match and replaced by one Chris Jericho. And like and all th- of his WWE references are just dropped from Twitter at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. And there was also speculation that the only reason they added him onto the WrestleMania card was because his merchandise sales were good. So there's reason to believe that he's got some heat with somebody backstage, but they just don't know what to do because he's popular. Um, so he gets replaced by Jericho and he, there's, we have to pause at this point in the story to you and I have to sit here and spar and debate or whatever. 
is the assumption is if he's having a match against the Undertaker, he's losing, right? I would. I mean, he has to. <laughs> I, yeah, I think. They're, but it's also they're the making biggest the Undertaker match fly however many hours to Saudi Arabia not to, to do lose a job to Rusev. Rusev. Yeah, yeah. No, but at the same time, so th- there's reasons to be pissed off about that because he obviously didn't win at Mania and he's ridiculously popular. But it also at the same time is the biggest match he's ever had up to this point in his career and may ever have, right? I mean, I would hope that it's not the biggest match he'll ever have, but I, I don't think it's a hard to, you know, it's, I'm not going to disagree. It's definitely the biggest match he's currently had. Like, I mean, the other one would be like, what, Cena at WrestleMania 31? Yeah, but I mean, Cena at that point was still like, he's a regular, I mean, he's a legend, he's a main event guy, but this is The Undertaker. Like, like he literally is going, to, he, he can say that he's going to be in one of Undertaker's last matches. If not the last match, it's a like it, like Undertaker's last five matches. And you know what? He Honestly, the, the way names. they've been, the way they're booking the the greatest Royal Rumble you've ever seen in your entire life, and you'll never see another one greater. Uh, <laughs> they, I wouldn't be surprised if they have the Undertaker be like, "I'm done now," <laughs> and he leaves. Like he gives us a definitive <laughs> like, "No more from me," <laughs> and then he's gone. You know what would be the ultimate troll job? I'm getting sidetracked here, but I think it's uh, this is a worthwhile topic. What if he did? <laughs> Even bigger than him losing the Lesnar. Fucking Rusev kicks him in the head, throws him in the casket, and then it's like 10 years from now, and we're like, he's, he's coming back, right? And he fucking wins, and you never see Taker again. And they did it for Rusev Day. It, and it turns out they, that's an apology to all the fans. We're letting him kill the dead man. <laughs> They're going above and beyond to apologize. They're having him retire Mark. And then they're <laughs> And then Aiden English is I gonna sing opera about it. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. No, no, um that's not so, gonna so, happen though. Yeah, so so he gets replaced by Jericho in the match for, for seemingly pissing off management. The story surfaces that everyone was worried that that promo that he cut for TMZ was gonna offend The Undertaker. And so they punished him by pulling him from the match, replaced him with Jericho. Well, then they found out Undertaker didn't give a shit. They were fine with it. So they, he's back in. And now the match is back on. I have and a feeling that next week it's going to be off for a little bit. And maybe it'll be on for a little bit again. What time is that show? That show is, I believe, 9 a.m. Eastern time for us on next Friday. Not, uh, not tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Thursday, but a, a week from tomorrow. <laughs> the next Friday. Yeah. In the morning here. Yeah. You better believe I'm going to have that on my phone, not doing shit at work. So I guess what I'm saying here is I'm happy that he got the match and I'm fine with him losing. I mean, it's a situation where like, you try not to be like one of like, like the, you don't want to be the guy that just focuses on wins and losses. In wrestling, because that's obviously not the end all be all of things, and very rarely does it actually actually matter. But you would like to see a guy who's that over and popular getting some W's, don't you think? I mean, obviously, I would like to see Rusev win, but I think what is this the first show they've ever done in Saudi Arabia? I, I'm not sure. I th- there's a whole bunch of controversial reasons that people are upset about that show in the first place. Um, what are some of the since, others? Does it have to do with like no women are allowed on this card? Yeah. And I have feelings about that too, especially in the middle of the women's revolution taking I, place and them really pushing that. It it just seems like an an interesting choice. And and from what I understand it was WWE's decision not to allow the women to perform. That's what I've been hearing. But it was made with the idea that there's social pressure to not let that happen. You don't want to have protests or like some, yeah. some, you don't want something bad to happen while you're there. But I will tell you, if that were to happen here and like, hey, there's not going to be any women on this show, I'm probably not showing up because they're probably more than half the reason I'm going to these shows these days. Yeah. So it, I just think it's an interesting decision besides the Rusev stuff. And uh, so, I, I mean, I, I guess it's, you know, it's safe to say like you're you're with me. You think that they should probably give Rusev a better deal than he's been getting lately. I mean, the other option is to go out there and have him lose to Randy Orton. And I, I yeah. feel like that's not a good option either. So at least let him lose to Taker and have a, a big loss under his belt rather than 
just a, a you know a, a Thursday. I almost called it Thursday night SmackDown. How long has it been since then? Uh, Tuesday night SmackDown. You know, <laughs> mid card match. Right. So here's what's interesting to me about this Rusev business. Um, I had the privilege of having a phone conversation with you last week after our fucking podcast was over, and I got to sit in on a little story from you at um while you were at uh Supercard of Honor. Wait, is a story I told after the podcast? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't say this on the air. This is something you're about to. Oh yeah, you're you're my bitch now. Oh shit, so, it's coming. <laughs> when we started this podcast, one of the themes and the ideas that we really wanted to push on this podcast was the idea that we were going to be all inclusive, and everyone who's into pro wrestling, hey, there's something here for everybody, and we're we just want you to have a good time and. And you you show up and you do what you do what you want and you love it, and then I got to hear a story about you from your lips, sitting next to a guy at Supercard of Honor, who wanted to start a Rusev Day chant. And the Ring of Honor fans there, including yourself, were not too keen on the idea of a WWE fanboy starting that Rusev Day bullshit at a Ring of Honor promotion. And why did you give uh why did you I don't give know the Ring I of Honor Jim fans southern accents? I don't know. That's not even how I perceive them. I just went into an accent there. But you made this poor fella who just wanted to be like, hey guys, we're here for wrestling and Rusev Day is really popular right now and it's WrestleMania weekend. Let's do a Rusev Day chant. And you made this poor guy who just wanted to bond with you guys, you made him feel a little bit bad. And I feel bad for this guy. And I think you did a piece of shit thing. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I can't watch a WWE show without seeing some Bullet Club merchandise in the crowd. So you need to apologize to this guy (laughs) who just wanted to start a Rusev Day chant at Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. And you made him feel like he couldn't do it because... It wasn't the appropriate environment. Like, hey, I get it. There's a cliche stereotype about WWE fanboys. I might be one of them. There's a percentage of the wrestling fan base out there who only watches WWE and doesn't actually care about the rest of the spectrum of pro wrestling. But you know what? Rusev is super fucking over, and he's... Fuck, he deserves your respect. Chant Rusev Day at that Ring of Honor show because he's getting chants at major sporting events... He's the mainstream man, and I would smile. I would give a giant Cheshire Cat smile if I heard a Rusev Day chant at a Ring of Honor show. So N- fuck you, Garrett. I I fuck you. Know you. What? you know what? You can say this to me all you want. Maybe uh maybe I'm the one that's you know I believe on the internet they say growing a neck beard. <laughs> am I am I that guy right now? <laughs> I I still disagree with this. Well, here's the thing. You stood in line with me at a Ring of Honor show in Chicago last summer. And you we talked about this in one of our earlier episodes. The guy came up to you while we were waiting in line and said, oh, blah, 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 blah. and as he walked away, made the comment, I'm talking to these fucking marks over here. <laughs> and to me, <laughs> that's when I have an issue. Is when there's a wrestling fan who thinks that the product that he watches makes him not a mark that he's not like that. He's like, he's not being tricked by it. Like nobody's being tricked by it anymore. It's just about what flavor you like. And I I like that Neapolitan. I like three different flavors in there. I'm, (laughs) I'm hitting all, I'm hitting all the flavors, my friend. I'm going to, I'm from very endy all the way to the big times. You told me this story last week. And I and I didn't hit me until the next morning. I was just thinking a little bit. Oh fuck, Garrett! That guy wanted to have a good time okay. with a Rusev Day chant. He and was, you made him feel like an outsider. He was and being then, he was being very obnoxious the whole show and screaming <laughs> shit in my ear. And he was clearly embarrassing his friends that he was with by just trying to be a loud asshole. And he's he tried to start the Rusev Day chant during the Hangman Page Kota Ibushi match, which as of now, if I had to make a list of the best five matches I've seen this year, is high on that list. <laughs> and 
so that happens. That match is fucking awesome. He's being annoying as shit. But then the ladder match with the Young Bucks happens, which everybody went silent for. Like, people are cheering, but the guy behind me, that finally shot him up. And at the end of that match, I said, do you still want to start a Rusev Day chant? Like a sarcastic asshole. No, by the end of that show, me and that guy were talking. We shook hands. I even said, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I was just fucking around, having some fun. You know, I don't think I did anything wrong. Because that guy, I don't think he was even doing it for the love of Rusev. I think he was doing it to embarrass his friends. You can try to spin this however you want it, man. But you did him wrong. So you're you're telling me that I've been on my high horse of... uh, including everyone, and I excluded this guy who was yelling in my ear. I'm saying that that story made me want to go to a fucking Ring of Honor or New Japan show and just start pointing at people and saying, you're a fucking mark, man, because we're all fucking marks. Well, anyone that's going to be in Chicago April, or no, uh, what is it, May 13th? <laughs> we're going to be up there front row for a Ring of Honor <laughs> Uh, New Japan show. So come by. We'll so be we, wearing the predetermined to pro wrestling hangout hats and I'll call you a fucking mark to your face. And you'll you'll know who he is because he's gonna be the asshole in the front row shouting Rusev Day at Tetsuya Naito. <laughs> I might do it now. Like I wasn't planning on it. Fucking legend Juice Jushin Thunder Liger comes out and you're just gonna be there just, you know, marking your little heart out <coughs> at Rusev and Aiden English. And do my best Aiden. <laughs> I don't know how good that impression was, but that was my first time ever attempting it. Oh, it felt like you practiced that in the shower the other day. I have never done that before, ever. I don't believe you. And that's just because we're fighting now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I made you sweat about that all week. You made me sweat about that all week. And you know what? I'm going to say, I'm not even sorry. (laughs) I'm not even fucking sorry. Guess what? Double turn. You're the good guy now. Fuck you. I'm the bad guy. We're all marks here, man. Yeah, we're, uh, you know what? Enjoy wrestling the way you want. Just don't yell dumb shit in my ear. Well, you know what? Also, <laughs> if we're just going to talk. <laughs> Enjoy wrestling the way you want. Just don't yell dumb shit in my ear. You that know what? should be on the back of our t-shirts whenever we get those made. <laughs> no, like how many times have you been to a wrestling show and two guys like uh, lock up and then you inevitably hear one guy shout like grab his ass. <laughs> I'll put, I'll tell you this. I, I've never heard that, but I am in the minority of people who actually still enjoys the what chant. So fuck you guys. Maybe I'm just super tolerant of everyone's wrestling chants. Oh, you know, if I could, if I had three wishes, uh, the first one would be to eat a, de- eat a meal with Gordon Ramsay and the rock at the same time. You uh, call him the rock now. Well, in I'm it's with the character, not the man. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it's with Dwayne. It's not with Dwayne. It's with the rock. <laughs> I don't know what number two would be, but uh, it's going to be good. But number three, the what chant would be gone. People would forget about it. I'd neuralize the what chant. Like, it's, it's gone. People forgot about I, it. I know I'm going to get so much heat for it. I don't really give a shit. So I know where you're coming from, maybe. Like, I like the what chant. I grew up with the what chant. I do it in my spare time. If somebody starts listing things, I can't help it. I start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Would you okay? Like in Nashville a couple weeks ago, they were what in Daniel Bryan? He well, was. That's... It was his second week back. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Like they 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 did it at the wrong time. Yeah. Okay. Defend that motherfucker. What are you gonna? I'm do? not. <laughs> I can't leave him alone. Rusev right, day. Me. Rusev. That's day. more like it. That's what I came here for. So. Okay, so, uh, we had the shakeup this week. What? So tell, drop some of the names. Like, who's leaving shows and going where? Because well, I, I saw most of it. Yeah, I, I watched Raw and SmackDown, and actually, I this just like WrestleMania, but not in a bad way. A lot of surprises. Um, there were a ton of guys who came over from SmackDown to Raw. They basic Raw basically took all of SmackDown's mid card, and Raw ended up getting Jinder Mahal. The Singh Brothers, The Riot Squad, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Brazongo, Natalia, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre made the way up from NXT, and he's got a thing going on with Dolph Ziggler now. Oh, that, uh, uh, I did watch Raw as it was going on, and that, 
was one of the biggest pops I've ever given to a television. Do you think that they rushed him to the roster a little too quick instead of letting him come back and do something in NXT first? Well, he got the title over there, and already I think he's too large physically for NXT. (laughs) I think there's certain guys that they can only be there so long because a lot of the NXT roster is just, you know, smaller guys. And, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. He's one, though, that I've seen work with those guys. Like, he's a guy I saw in PWG all the time, and... He's he's awesome. Like he's ready for the main roster. I I think it would have not been it it wasn't necessary for him. He's already done it. He's already been on the big show and you know taken away. He's back. I say let it happen. I think this bears pointing out that Cody Rhodes gets so much credit for leaving WWE and having success away from it. You could say some of the same things about Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre, because he didn't go out and have the financial success. But he went out and reinvented himself on the indies and was able to rebrand himself and come back and have success now in WWE with this second go-around. So yeah, he got the call-up. They also got Bobby Roode. They got Baron Corbin. They got The Ascension, Mojo Rawley and Zack Ryder, Chad Gable, and Mike Bennett. I'm just a little Uh, happy that the Singh brothers, you know, get some time to heal and don't have to get thrown around by goddamn Randy Orton anymore. (laughs) You know he's going to miss doing it, though. He's like, I could get him so high, and I knew I could have gotten him higher in the air, but they just didn't give me enough time. (laughs) You know, he's walking. You know, I was thinking we could bring back James uh, Ellsworth uh, so I could throw him into the announce table once a week. (laughs) I don't know. So So, so the show starts off, and they do, you know, they have Gender show up with the U.S. title, and then they immediately have him drop the title to Jeff Hardy. And I think there was a lot of assumption going into this superstar shakeup that, you know, one of Seth Rollins or Finn Balor was definitely going to make the jump over to SmackDown. Oh, I for sure and, thought Finn Balor was going. Yeah, me too. And But, you know, once you see the U.S. title show up on Raw, you go, oh, well, they're going to do like they did last year, and they're going to flip the Intercontinental back over to SmackDown. And I pumped the brakes, and I was like, ah, they're going to send the U.S. title back over to SmackDown, but with a new guy holding it and Jeff Hardy. And I don't know how to feel about that. I've anybody who follows me on social media, I pointed it out a couple times. It doesn't even make sense from like a, like I know it's pro wrestling and like sometimes you have to just deal with some shit that doesn't make sense. So if this was real in theory, Shane and page sent the United States championship slash gender Mahal to raw. They just gave him to Raw. And they did not have a deal in place to get another belt back. Like the Intercontinental belt. Because then the next night on SmackDown, you find out that Jeff Hardy has been drafted to SmackDown to bring the U.S. title back. Which presumably was a separate deal because they didn't know that he was going to win it. What the fuck? Maybe Jeff Hardy didn't know he... You know, obviously he didn't know he was going to win that match. He was going down there hoping to win. And, uh... You know, it just so happened that it worked out that way. I don't think that Kurt Angle knew Jeff Hardy was coming out. He's just like, whoever's back there, come out and do it. He's who took the challenge. It was just right, good. It was like, just good luck, man. But then, in theory, shouldn't they shouldn't they have had a deal in place to have the Intercontinental Belt anyway? Hey, <laughs> you're like you're thinking too hard, man. <laughs> I don't. <the> problem, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Derek. So the Miz, your boy, he winds up on SmackDown, and we both know why he got sent over there. Daniel Bryan requested it. He requested it, and it's the match that fans have been requesting since that epic fucking promo that Miz cut on Bryan when he was a helpless talking smack host. Oh, the the <sighs> thing that jump started uh, that you know kind of revitalized the Miz's career. And yeah. when I saw some of the people that were coming over to SmackDown, I initially wasn't super excited, but as I started thinking about it, I was just like, oh my god, he held the Intercontinental title so long. Does this mean he's going to get a world title run and we could see him as a heel champ with Daniel Bryan chasing it? Oh, I'm salivating. I want it. I need it. That's what I need. I need that in a big show. So the, the way SmackDown started off, I was worried that they weren't going to get enough talent back. And I can spoiler alert, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor do not wind up on SmackDown at all. But they do acquire Samoa Joe. That's and a huge that surprise the shit out of me. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. Just, I think a big part of it being that he had been feuding with Roman. So that, and they've already set up a pay per view event for them to fight each other. Well, not only that, 
They've set him up with two matches involving Raw championships. He's got an Intercontinental Championship match against Seth Rollins at the greatest Royal Rumble in the history of the universe that you've never seen before, but you need to tune in for on a Friday morning. Um, <laughs> and and they've also got a match at Backlash against Roman Reigns, presumably for the Universal Championship, which you assume that Roman Reigns is going to win, and he might not, and we might all get fooled. It's just one more time where he's like, you know what? I think we need to do this uh, another time. It'll we're gonna have the rematch at the second greatest Royal Rumble you've ever seen <laughs> in your entire life, but this one is really better than the first one. And uh, Brock, go out there and just black that man's eyes, <laughs> make him bleed. I want people to feel really bad for him. Tear that vest off. Let him see his chest. They don't see his chest enough. And then you know what? Slap it. Slap it till it bleeds. Then take your gloves off, rip off both of his arms, and just shove them up his ass. Break him over your knee into a million different Usos. And then push him in the pool with a cell phone in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dastardly. uh, So, yeah. Yeah. So I was surprised because they, like I said, they, they've already got Joe locked up, not only in the stuff with Roman, but he's got another title match, um, against uh, Seth and it's, it's weird for them to like, just like last year with the house of horrors match and with us title match, like when they did the superstar shakeup last year, it was like, they intentionally did it in a way to be like, yeah, we just made this shit up on the fly and we don't know how to book around it. Um, because Joe's got some shit going on that he has to get through before he's full-time on SmackDown, and I really don't think he's bringing the Intercontinental title over to SmackDown. And he's right now cutting my favorite promos he's done <laughs> since he's been in WWE. Oh, holy shit, yes. When he Please came out with that, on. everybody break out the tinfoil hats because Roman Reigns has got a conspiracy. I yeah. loved that so much. Yeah, and he cut a good one on SmackDown, too, talking about tearing down everybody's heroes and it not being the land of opportunity. It's the land of handouts. Yeah, he's right now he's the best promo in WWE, and it's exciting. I was hoping he would wind up on SmackDown, but I, at the same time, was talking myself out of it because I was like, this wouldn't make any sense. He's got stuff going on. Um, SmackDown wound up with the bar. And that caught me off guard, too, because they're in the middle of a thing with they're going to have a match against Hardy and Wyatt. For the tag titles. Where at, The Derek? Raw tag titles. Where are they What's having up? that match? Oh, um, at the Royal Rumble that you won't fucking believe how awesome it is because it's the best one that's ever existed and you can't miss it on uh, Friday morning. 50 men in one ring. Oh, here's the insulting part about that. Maybe I missed some information. Please inform me if I have. Do you know what the reward for winning the greatest Royal Rumble ever is? A sick-ass trophy that's going to be really hard to get back on an airplane. Well, that... Here's my response to that. If it's the greatest Royal Rumble ever, I better be getting more than a fucking trophy, which is what you get for winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That boosts your career, sir. Do You don't know what's going to happen (laughs) once he has this trophy. He's going to be like, I won the single greatest Royal Rumble ever in the history of the world. Women weren't allowed there, and that's why it was so good. (laughs) But you're telling me, so you get a world championship match at WrestleMania when you win the Royal Rumble, but when you win the greatest Royal Rumble, you get a trophy. You should get a fucking opportunity at every title on the like on the you roster. get one, you get one <laughs> shot at each <laughs> every single one of them doesn't even matter if you're a cruiserweight you get a shot at the cruiserweight championship you also doesn't get a shot a at woman. stone cold's belt that he had for a while the one that he brought and, in yeah and john cena's john cena's i call him cena john cena's uh u.s championship spinner belt and his wwe championship spinner belt and rated r superstars championship spinner belt fuck all these other belts you get a shot at all of them it's Even like the a, NXT it's like championships. You got, and, and you know what? You're, you're undefeatable. No one can beat you with this. Uh, winning this fucking thing is like getting that star in Mario. You can just run through the whole fucking card. And then everyone just immediately heads towards Brock. And then Vince is like, no, 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 no. No, not him. Guess what, motherfucker? Your star just ran out and he's going to black your eyes. Oh, no. Five F5s and you're done. 
It's like, what happened? Well, Rusev did win the greatest Royal Rumble I've ever even thought about. Like, I, the greatest Royal Rumble I could ever even picture in my head. Uh, it's actually better than you're picturing. That's the title. That's not just me talking. Um, it's way better than you could imagine. Rusev, like, gets killed by The Undertaker, wins that gold star all the way through, killed by Lesnar. Uh, then we actually see him at All In on September 1st. Yeah. That's how you book it. Okay, but so after the Superstar Shake-Up, we haven't really delved into this seriously, though. Like, a lot of shit happened. Andrade uh, Almas got called up. Um, which is going to be Vega. great. That's somebody that I'm... He's somebody I never even thought about, like, how good of a match he's going to end up having with AJ, with Daniel Bryan. It's And Vega is the best. She's so good. I, I'm excited to to see her, you know... I'm assuming she'll eventually just start fighting in the women's division, right? You would think. And speaking of the women's division, SmackDown got Asuka. Finally. That's huge. And that, you know, puts Charlotte and Asuka on the same one. So we're going to hopefully get to see a rematch of that somewhere down the road. So the the first thing I, I thought after all this was over with was, you know, you have fans all the time and, and justifiably so. They, they complain about the length of Monday Night Raw because it's three hours. After looking at all the shit that got moved around, how the fuck are they going to have time on both shows to get all of these people on the show? Oh, and same with like Big Cass. You know, we just threw him yeah. back into the mix. So yeah. we really only have a couple like big dudes on there. Uh, I have to assume, I don't know. I don't, I'm not super excited that Big Cass is back because I just don't, in my head, I'm having a hard time placing where I would want him. Yeah. Oh, I'm right there with you. Like, when I saw him, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I, this like, is one I've caught a lot of shit for, and I maybe I shouldn't even say it out loud, but I will. It. Somebody that I'm just, like, not super excited for him to come back, because I feel like it's just going to take the spot of a really good roster that, of people I'm excited about, and that's Dean Ambrose. Uh, like, you just, I, I don't do know you if even... I share that sentiment. I kind of miss him. You miss him? I think I miss him a little bit. I do. I miss... The Dean Ambrose that was doing wacky shit, like throwing wild punches and shoving hot dog vendor carts at people. and See, that was a like, good Dean Ambrose. Didn't he have like a belt that had a, a ketchup in it? like mustard? A, yeah. Like he had a, what am I trying he to say? A holster. Yeah. Yeah. That's my Dean Ambrose. That's my Dean. That's my Dean. I think, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of want him to come back. But the problem I'm having is, like I just said, where the fuck do you fit these people? Like, the SmackDown women's roster just doubled. Between Zelina Vega... Oh, Sanity's coming up. Which That's the is other thing. awesome for their tag team. Killian Dane is the fucking man right now. And yeah. that's something I never thought I would say. That guy got so fucking good. That War Games match, I, he, I was just blowing kisses at the screen when that guy was fighting. I just... I mean, I, sorry, I slipped that in there, but like... um. Oh, and then, Fuck. okay, here's, here's my plan for it. All and right. this is, okay, we got to start a show all around Randy Orton. <laughs> and <laughs> see, I, I think that, you know, uh, we could, like, where do you, I think that Randy Orton should have gotten drafted to main event or superstars. <laughs> Just have him be the guy that's on superstars. Guess what? Randy gets to come out and do the matches before the show, gets him on his bus early because it's going to be filmed before SmackDown or Raw. Uh, you know who else you can throw down there? Give him Titus. Give him Titus to throw around. <laughs> Give him Big Cass. Just have Randy down there. He's going to be like the dark match champion of the world, and he's going to love it because he's going to be back in his room by nine, or by like 7 o'clock. They can call it the RKO show. Or uh, we can just do what uh, our... We had a listener, uh, Kevin. He told us that we should... Uh, we should bring back Velocity or Sunday Night Heat and just throw Orton on there. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I don't know, seriously, I actually do think that they should bring that back in because I think that's actually more honorable than being stuck on a pre-show. Well, I just, it's just last thing. night Randy was walking down that ramp taking that vest off when uh, Jeff Hardy ran out. And all I could think <laughs> is Randy being like, God damn it, I got to come back for the dark match now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yep, don't go home, Randy. Don't go home. You've got some work to do. Hey, um, I do have to bring this up. Serious subject. Um, wrestling legend Bruno San Martino passed away earlier today. Um, it took him a long time to get back on good terms with WWE. Uh, he's in their uh, Hall of Fame. Um, that was a big you know, deal when they finally 
you know, fix that relationship. It was back but, in what, uh, like 2013? Oh, God, I can't even remember what year it was. I know, I know when they finally fixed it, I think it was right, it was right around WrestleMania 30, wasn't it? That's so, sad. yeah. That sounds right. Um, yeah, but he passed away today. I, you know, I don't really have a lot of Bruno memories. I didn't, obviously I didn't grow up, uh, watching Bruno, but I know how, uh, big he is in the wrestling industry. So, I mean, if, if there was a name that passed away that was worth mentioning, he's definitely one of them. So just want to say rest in peace to Bruno San Martino. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who looked up to him. He was a big deal, uh, for especially like Northeast wrestling sold out Madison square garden a bunch of times. So. I think it's, I don't know, I, I felt like I wanted to bring that up. No, and we haven't done that on the show yet. Well, that, we haven't I'm had surprised. a, a like moment. The, you typically, uh, as a wrestling fan, you deal with a lot of deaths, unfortunately. Yeah. Just a lot of people going before their time. And I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm a little surprised that in however many episodes we've done so far, this is the first, the first one. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, he he will be out. missed. He will be missed. But, uh... I don't know, man. The the shows are going to, it's going to be hard to get everything in, but kind of like on this one, because I watched that fucking Andre the Giant documentary, but we're already an yeah. hour into this thing and I, I don't, that's not enough time to talk about Andre. So how about uh, maybe the next show will, uh, you, you watch it too and we'll have a discussion on the Andre the Giant doc because that makes so much fucking sense. I haven't seen it yet. So yeah, I'll watch it. I'll be prepped for our next episode and we can talk about it a little bit more. And uh, we should have some fun stuff coming up. Um, our friend uh, Kayla from the Music City Horror Podcast here in Nashville uh, should be joining me on the show either this coming week or maybe the week after. But here in the next couple weeks, uh, she's going to guest host with me. Well, we're looking forward to that because we love branching off and, you know, talking with people who want to work with us. And uh, op- it's an opportunity for us. It's an opportunity for them. And I'm excited to listen to it. So. Yeah, that'll be uh, be a good time. Also, a uh, shout out to the Keep It Weird podcast, our our sisters in the Keep It Weird podcast. Uh, if anything sticky, spooky, creepy, I'm trying to remember their whole deal. They're super funny ladies. Uh, they've been giving us plenty of shout outs. Love them to death. So funny. Check out that show. If you're into uh, creepy, weird, murdery ghosts, any you know anything fucking weird, these ladies are, are for you. So go check out the Keep It Weird podcast. I also quickly want to give a shout out to my friend David uh, for suggesting that we talk about the Rusev uh, Undertaker stuff on the show, which led into me ripping you about Rusev Day. So thank you, David. Uh, that was a great segue opportunity for me to rip on you. David, this, uh, this doesn't put us <laughs> off to a good start now, does it? I know that you were Fuck friends you, with Derek, uh, but this, this uh, you know, coming in like, it, like on Raw... When Miz and KO and Sammy and, you know, the Miz Taraj, they're all hugging and jumping up and down. And it, it felt like two friend groups finally collided. We were going to all be friends. Yeah, I think we yeah. just got separated. <laughs> and it was all because of me and me exploiting that opportunity. Yeah, hey, you- man. This is the part of the show that we do every week where we are forced to say something nice about somebody that we normally don't. Garrett, it's your turn. Say something nice about somebody. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> and that's how the show ends. That's it's, how it ends. Just, no. No. Fuck you. Uh, okay, I'm going to do something that you think I should do. I disagree. I don't think this is necessary. But, okay, the guy behind me at the show, at Ring of Honor, or at, uh, Ring of Honor's Super Card of Honor, that was being loud, I apologize. By the end of the show, we were friends. Maybe I, I shouldn't have been eavesdropping on your loud conversation that was right in my ear. And uh, I shouldn't have said the, I should have said the Rusev thing. I'm so sorry. I apologize. You seem like a very nice man. You were dressed well. You looked like you probably even owned a good, uh, a good cologne. You look like the kind of man that would you know, go, to, <laughs> go out of his way, say, I'm going to go to the mall today. I'm going to buy this cologne. Not the one that has Rob Pattinson on it. Not the one that has Johnny Depp on it. I'm not looking for star power. I'm looking for, you know, a must. Like a good scent. Maybe a, maybe a cigar <laughs> and a fucking jazz club that's going to just make everyone want to fuck me. Men, women, everybody. Sir, you look like you smelled good. Have a good night. <laughs> that was your best one to date, I think. <laughs> I hope I get a cut of the proceeds from, from, from that segment right there. 
<laughs> Jesus, I plugged that. Um, uh, you know, there's a guy that gets ripped a lot around here. Um, a lot, a lot of good people rip him on the internet too. Brock Lesnar. You know what? <laughs> you piss me off so much with your modern day short match bullshit and your part-time contract. And you're probably on your way out relatively soon. So you can do your UFC bullshit that I don't necessarily care about, but whatever. Um, Brock's not a guy I think of fondly these days. However, I will say this and and not just bringing up, you know, his stuff that he did in 2002, 2003 and 2004, his first run where he was an amazing wrestler. He had a wide arsenal. I will say, while I was initially pissed off about him ending the Undertaker's streak, and I still am a little bit, he got more life out of that thing than I thought he would, and Heyman really milked that for all it was worth. And I don't know if it ultimately was completely worth ending the streak over, but I do know I enjoyed the ever-loving shit out of him crushing John Cena in a squash match for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship and taking it from him like it was nothing. Very highly entertaining. And uh, Brock, I don't hate every element of you. I just hate most of them. And uh, one of these days I'm going to meet you on pay-per-view. And we're going to settle this the way we've been destined to settle this since the beginning of time, which is in the squared circle, mano y mano, Paul Heyman screaming on the outside as I beat you one, two, three. <laughs> God, fuck you, Brock. I know that you keep telling me that you have no fear when it comes to Brock Lesnar. You would piss your pants. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would shit my pants. Um, Please don't hurt me, Brock. All right, everybody. This has been another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Once again, please uh, check us out on Twitter at Wrestle Hangout, on Facebook at Wrestle Hangout. We're Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. Get on there, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Happy Rusev Day. And uh, I think could uh, could Aiden English actually uh, end the show for me? <clears throat> Hit our goddamn music!